From the headquarters of the Jameson Media Complex, broadcasting from the GreenIndustryPodcast.com studios, it's the Green Industry Podcast, where Paul and his guests discuss lawn and landscape business best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, Paul Jameson. Hello and welcome. Welcome, my friends, to Paul Jameson's podcast, the Green Industry Podcast. Of course, you know Paul Jameson as the best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash. And the reason things sound a little bit different today is I've actually, Mr. Producer here, I've actually invited Paul to a undisclosed underground bunker uh, here in the Appalachian Mountains. This is where I where I hang out on the weekends, a little off-the-grid living. And so we we have fired up the, uh, the generator so that we can power the podcast equipment. But we've got a big, big announcement. Now, Paul's been teasing this, but if you're new to the show uh, or you're just, you know, forgot what Paul's been teasing lately, the big reveal, it's coming soon. Are you ready, Paul? Are we ready to do we, do we want to thank anybody first before we get into what we're doing uh, today? Absolutely. How about we thank our friends at Jobber? Jobber is the software Mr. Producer that I started using back in the summer of 2019. They were the very first sponsor on the podcast. And uh, I remember I was at the pool and I had a meeting with them mm -hmm. and uh, I thought it was a phone call. So I'm in my swim trunks <laughs> and uh, I go in and I, I get the email from them and, and there's a Zoom call. <laughs> so I, throw a, I think I threw a take that bar real quick. And anyway, now I'm more professional for these meetings. I wear a golf shirt and I'm ready, but I'm sitting there, my bathing suit's all wet and I'm uh, we're rookie, rookie mistake. I am actually imagining <laughs> coaching calls where you're down by the pool, you know, <laughs> somebody's, somebody's bought a coaching call with Paul Jameson and what's that background noise? Who, who are those ladies that uh, they keep calling Paul? Paul. Uh, so we've come a long way since uh, then. But thank God the Jopper for uh, giving us the shot back in the day. And at that point, I started using their CRM to bill my customers. Well, my favorite feature is you can actually put the customer's card on file. And so then I'll just talk to them about what date I'm going to charge their card. And then I just go in and then I get paid right away. So no more checks in the mail or checks in the grill. Those days are over. Jobber makes it super easy from once you send the quote to getting paid. Uh, Jobber software brings it all together for me, which most importantly, they save me time. So mm -hmm. that's one thing I really appreciate. Maybe you could hook Mr. Producer up with Jobber and that way I could just send invoices out to, to all of my clients. And which, by the way, I, I'm blessed that I was thinking about this earlier today. Each and every one of them are so fast to, to pay. It's amazing. Fullerton I, I never, shocks me because he, he, he runs ads on the show sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'll send him the invoice. It's like three seconds later, you know, Brian's Law Maintenance paid you. I was like, how did he even have time to? read it. You know, it's a mystery. It's just a blessing to, to never have to send a follow-up invoice to anybody. So I just, I wanted to get that out of the way, uh, just as a thank you, since, uh, you've opened the doors for me to work with so many of the, the lawn bros that, uh, that have podcasts. So uh, jobber sounds like, uh, the ticket. Yeah. We'll, we'll get you, uh, worked in with that. And thank you also to our friends at GPS track at the hardscape Academy and Gulf coast bookkeeping. All right. Bookkeeping. Book. Book. I think that's the operative word. Book. 
You got a new book out. Yes, sir. Congratulations. What, is, what does it feel like to be an author now with, with two books? It feels very satisfying. There was probably like four or five years where I've wanted to write a book. Actually, more than wanting to write a book, I wanted to do an audio book. But in order to do an audio book, you actually have to have the paperback book in the Amazon system so that they'll put you on Audible. And so I would listen to Mike Michalowicz, all of his audiobooks while I'm out working. I'd listen to Dave Ramsey, Jim Collins. I'd listen to all his audiobooks. And I was like, I want to make an audiobook one day. And then I'd say that in 2016, 17, mm. 18, 19. Finally, in 2020, when the pandemic started hitting, I was like, okay, I have no excuse. I have time. I have opportunity. I'm going to get it done. And so, you know what impressed me the most about the writing of your fir- your first book over the, this past winter? I would send Paul information about what's going on with the Browns. You're a big Cleveland Browns football fan. I'm a, I'm a big football fan. Or, uh, you know, we're always razzing each other over the SEC uh, Big Ten debate. And every time that I would send Paul something, it, I, usually it was just crickets. In the past, he would have responded, yeah, Baker's a bum. I know it. <laughs> I, you know, something like that. But this time, either it was crickets or, you know, sorry, man, not watching football today. I'm, I'm, I'm writing a book. And it's like, okay this guy really is serious about what he's doing. And I I didn't guess that's the discipline that it took was to say no to something that you really enjoyed or loved so that you could create something that now, uh, Lord willing, is going to be residual income, passive income for for many years to come. Yeah. I don't think I've ever shared this on the podcast. I was actually sharing this with some of my neighbors the other day. They couldn't believe it. But it was a few years ago. And I went out to Best Buy and I'm looking at all the TVs and uh, I'm like, I'll take that one. It was the big one, you know, the big old one, flat screen. I don't even want to think about how much that thing costs, but I was like, I'll take that one. And I buy this thing and I go home and I set it up. I mean, I got one of the big boys and uh, then I got the NFL ticket. Was, I thought the Browns were going to be good that year. It was, it was uh, <laughs> Freddie Kitchen just came to town, OBJ. I mean, I'm all excited. And it was a flop of a season. And so anyway, last year, Hey, can I can I share a story about that real quick? Yeah. I remember that you had purchased the NFL ticket and you were having problems <laughs> with, with the actual reception of it through the television. And so they gave you access through the Internet. Yeah. And you were doing a what? Here we go. Brownies. Was that the name of the yeah. it's like a YouTube live show that, that, that Paul was doing? And so I would watch the Browns games at my house and I was about 15 seconds ahead of where you were. And so, so I'm, I'm on the, the YouTube with Paul and Paul's like, okay, it's third down and 10. I know Baker's going to hit OBJ in the flat. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to get this. And of course I know, and I know, and I know that it's about to be an interception because that happened 15 seconds before Paul gets it. So I'm quickly on the, the, the chat, you know, I say, nah, Baker's a bum. I think he's going to misread the safety here and it's probably going to be a pick six. And Paul's like, oh, no way. No. Oh, and then all of a sudden it happened. And I look like, uh, you know, Nostradamus. Yeah, that, that's a true story. I, I do remember that. And uh, I'd always like when you, I get Chubb TD, you know, those are good. Yeah. But Baker so I know I'm sidetracking you, uh, you here. So, so you, back, were, you remember your... when I did get NFL ticket in the flat screen TV. I do remember those days. Yes. And you guys at the Green Industry Podcast, I hope you appreciate that we do this show because my career was actually going into sports broadcasting and I took a huge pivot into mm-hmm. the lawn care landscaping 
contact. I remember a day when you asked me which one you felt like might be the best opportunity to, to follow the, the sports or to go with the lawn care. Yeah, and actually the Here We Go Brownies show, now they got sponsors and they Allie got a new co-host. I had a really beautiful co-host and, mm-hmm. and that went you know really well for her and I'm really excited for her career. Uh, she's very, I, still, I still watch her sometimes. She's okay. very pleasing on the eyes. Okay, so <laughs> here's what happened, guys. And I don't, I don't think I've ever told you this, Mr. Producer. What I, I was so sick and tired of having desires to write a book or, and I have a few other goals in my life that I was just getting no traction on. It was just like a theory. It was like an idea. And so what I literally did, because football, I'll watch football, Thursday night football, Saturdays, forget about it. I'll start you're not the guy that stays up late and watches Pac-12 football, are you? <laughs> you're, not watching, you're not watching Arizona State and Hawaii <laughs> Washington. And Washington. Oh, man. <laughs> no, that, I, that's not football. No, but but the Big Ten, the big noon game, you know, it's usually Michigan, Ohio State, sure. Michigan State. You watch that, next thing you know, it's 3 o'clock, CBS, SEC game. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, it's 7 o'clock, and it's time to order dinner. You know what I mean? You're so, describing my Saturdays. <laughs> yeah. And then Sunday, we roll out all over again, Cleveland Browns. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge Cleveland Browns fan. They just have been lousy my whole life, basically. So long story short, what I did, Mr. Producer, is I looked at that TV and I, I realized I'm spending 20 hours a week watching football that I could be investing on my goals. So I took the expensive flat screen TV, Best Buy TV. I picked it up. I put it in my truck. I drove to the dumpster mm. and I'm, I'm, I'm part of me is thinking this is dumb. Like I could sell this for like hundreds of dollars or I could give it to one of my neighbors, something. But I said, I'm, I, are I'm, we, are we not friends? <laughs> I, I, I was thinking as I'm driving there, I'm like, this is dumb. This is dumb. But I was like, this thing is a distraction to me. I took the TV and I threw it in the dumpster. And so now if you come into my house, I have this huge TV stand mm. with nothing on it. Then I'll get a TV, you know, Lord willing one day in the future. But you asked me how satisfying it was to write the book. And it's so satisfying because I made sacrifices. I, I, I threw away my TV and I, you know, I wake up and I, I get to work and I, I've been pouring out into now my second book as well. So it feels great to accomplish a goal. And before we dive into the second book, uh, just take a moment to express your appreciation, your thanks to everybody that, that bought a copy of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, because you're you're not a best-selling author without uh, the, the listeners of the podcast really stepping forward and, 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 and buying the book. Yeah, I'm very thankful to everybody who got the first book, Cut That Grass and Make That Cash. The book is actually the story of how I, I was a Chuck in the truck. We joke all the time about... Stan in the van. Yeah, and uh, Rick's mowing. So that was me. And I, I shared the story of starting from basically no lawn care or business knowledge and no equipment and broke, busted and disgusted. That hmm. was, that was my life hmm. Wow! back when I started. And Is uh, that on your Tinder profile? <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> broke, Paul, busted Paul, and disgusted. Paul, Paul's not on Tinder and, and neither I, am I. <laughs> I'm not on Tinder, but thank you to everybody who, Got the book and, and listen to the story. It's, it's vulnerable to put your story out there when it's, it is mm-hmm. a humble beginnings because, you know, Instagram, everyone's got it all together. And the fact that people would want to hear my Let me, let me pay you a compliment. My old man uh, doesn't like to read. 
he's an engineer, so he reads schematics and detailed things, but he doesn't read for pleasure. But I sent him a copy, uh, I sent him a couple of copies of your book, and I got a text back from him, and, and he was making the comment that for somebody who doesn't like to read, he really enjoyed your book, and he started passing it around to some of the, the young lawn care guys in his church. I thought that was an, a nice compliment that for somebody who never reads for pleasure to, to finish your book in two days and, and really be impressed with it, uh, that, that says you've uh, accomplished putting important information in a format that uh, is fun to read and people can say, wow, there's some action steps I can put into practice right away. I really appreciate that. So let's move on to book number two. Tell us about, first of all, did you decide on a title? What's the title of the book? It's Best Business Practices for Landscapers. All right. And so I wanted to provide a concise summary of what I've noticed, the habits, uh, the traits, the commonalities of these guys I interview and the companies that I've been to that are super successful. For example, I got to go to Cole Rengen's, their manufacturing plant in, ha- in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And I'm just super impressed that this company has been around since the 1800s. Their engine department's been around since 1920. And the culture is just a championship culture. Then I go to Toro and I recognize the same thing. I was like, this place, like I want to work here. And I even thought about that. And hmm. then I went to Echo in Lake Zurich. And I thought I, I truly was considering working at Echo one day or like having the podcast at Echo's headquarters. Like, cause I just was impressed and I was attracted to these championship cultures and the, and those guys all provide products. Then switching over to the service side, I just started interviewing the Troy Cloggs and the Andy Molders and the Alex Kirby's and these guys who I deeply respect. And when I take a, a broader scope and look at it, I was like, there's so many similarities that they all have. And so I wanted in the book to communicate. Jim Collins wrote a book, Good to Great, where I've he kind of read done the book. that. It's excellent. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to do a landscaper version of that. What, what are What's the difference between a good or mediocre lawn care landscaping company versus the great ones? And so the first book was my mistakes and story. This book is actually pulling from the successes of those who are doing it great. So we can... It's almost like a nice bookend, you know, starting starting with, okay, here's here's the, the failures and the things that I've learned. And now here's the people that, sure, they've gone through their own failures, but now we're looking at their success story. What are those commonalities? And then uh, helping, you know, the lawn bros just in really, as we talk about taking your business to the next level, this literally is next level material. Yeah. And each chapter is like a specific point of something that they're doing well. And then at the end of each chapter, I actually ask a reflection question. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, I'm asking myself these questions as I'm writing the book. It's, it's more kind of personally, but I, I share it with those who will uh, read it and, and eventually listen to the audio book. How can we make this application in our life uh, so that our business can be more improved and, and reach its fullest potential? I am obviously not very good at mastering the technology. I can't even scroll up on uh, this computer here, but I wanted to get to some of the uh, the chapters uh, that you've got. You've got one called Becoming an Overnight Success. You've got a chapter called The Diligent Shall Prosper. Uh, there's another one called Tweaking Details to Increase Efficiency. Was there a particular chapter that um, 
was your favorite uh, writing it or maybe maybe not even a favorite was there one that uh, was was more difficult than another to to write to answer your question my favorite chapter is the one where i share the story about andy molder and about how he values his family and he and who is andy i mean he's I, from I, northwest indiana uh, molder outdoors they do hardscaping they do landscaping and he said it changed his life when he took saturdays and he dedicated it to his Is he wife the one that, that calls that Dadder Days? Dadder Days. Dadder Days. I love that idea. Yeah. And so as a single young man, I'm taking notes. I'm like, okay, here's a guy who's super successful. And he said, when I'm laying on my deathbed, I'm not going to look back and think, well, I wish I would have put one more hardscape job in the ground. But he realized while he's alive now and in his prime that he wants to value uh, these relationships. And so I did a whole chapter on the importance of a family. That chapter is called Focus on the Family. That'd, be a, that'd be a good name for a, a radio program. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, James Dobson's on the line. Oh, Jim Daly on line two. Uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, that's all right. So, uh, <laughs> How's your legal department? <laughs> your brother. What's uh Oh, okay. Well, we'll, you connect, I'll we connect you a, a job or you connect me with your brother. We may have a connection. Obviously, to get to a place in life where you can do the dadder days, uh, as I mentioned, you had the diligence shall prosper. So I, I assume that as you're working towards a goal of having the family life that you want, that means you've got to do certain things that require diligence those other five days, six days of the week. Uh, tell us a little bit about that chapter on, on being diligent. Yeah. So that every chapter is based off of a basically a podcast episode that I've done. So that chapter, The Diligent Shall Prosper, is based off of our podcast episode number 200, which was the most downloaded program to date, which included Brian and Liz Fullerton. It was a Sunday after Launchpreneur Academy Live, and I'm sitting in their family room, and they have a vision board at their house. I actually have a couple of them with all of their goals. And so before the podcast, I'm reading all their goals. And I was just like, wow, like these guys are so super detailed with their goals. They're very measurable and they're, they're really real. And I was really impressed by that. So I just kind of casually asked them, what was that all about? And I had no idea it was mm. going to lead to this 45 minute tear session. I mean, I'm watching Brian cry like a baby. I'm watching Liz cry. I'm holding back, but I, I started crying because they shared the the story. I'll give the abbreviated version. Liz got so mad at Brian. I love how raw and real they are mm. about, you know, cussing each other out or his, whatever. His, his best episodes are, are when she's I on. tell him I'm, that all the time. Yeah. I text him. I was like, bro, you need to have Liz on more because I'll listen and 48 minutes go by and it don't, uh -huh. you just blink. It's so good. When I'm tracking his analytics, if I see a little bit of a decline in some of those numbers, I'll say it's time for a Liz episode. Yeah. yeah or boost him back up. Uh, lawn Care Juggernaut. We had a record breaking download day yesterday. We interviewed the lawn care juggernaut back to back. Right. So in, 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 in real time as we're doing this, that interview took place or aired yesterday. Yeah. Episode yeah. 505. And okay. I was looking at the, the stats yesterday. I was like Mount Everest. We, we peaked. So thanks to the juggernaut. I, I watch him. I mean, I mean, that's uh, Naylor's daughter watches the uh -huh. juggernaut. I yeah. was at Naylor's and he's got a college age daughter and she was acting all shy when we were talking about the lawn care juggernaut and Naylor's like, you know him? And she's like, ashamed. She's like, I binge watch him. I love the juggernaut. And we're like, we're friends uh. with him. Back to the diligent shall prosper. Liz gets so mad at Brian. They have these family goals. This is 2018. And, and the family dream says, 
a house in 2020. Liz is like, how in the world do you expect us to buy a house in 2020? They're living in this one bedroom raggedy apartment. They have uh, all kind of debt. They got a, a laundry list of all these people they owe money to and the interest. So she took the family dreams and she ripped them up and she just threw them on the kitchen floor. So, and then she goes to bed crying. She's just very upset with um, being broke, disgusted. What was that I said earlier? That was smooth. I, I can't remember. Let me, let, me go, let, me, let me check this out here. Uh, broke, nice busted, profile and picture. disgusted. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> broke, busted, and disgusted. That was their life. I, that's the name of a podcast. I mean, uh, that's, that might be book number three. Okay. I, I have another title for book number three. That's another conversation. So here's, here's a, the point of the diligent shall prosper. Liz is crying, trying to sleep. I'm going to stop you right there because you're going to hear the rest of the story in just a moment. We'll be right back with the Green Industry Podcast. It's a good one. GPS Track, it makes managing your driver, vehicles, and equipment assets simple with the latest technology and personalized, friendly customer support for service businesses of all sizes. With GPS Track, it, you get a real-time view of where your fleet vehicles are around the clock, helping improve route density and operate more efficiently. GPS Track, it has been delivering peace of mind for over 12,000 customers in lawn and landscaping, and they've been doing it for over 20 years. Are you ready to protect your fleet, save money, and cut down on fuel costs? Call 844-996-2518 to speak with a knowledgeable fleet advisor. No pressure, no hassles, low monthly fees, and no contracts. 844-996-2518 or visit greenindustrypodcast.com slash GPS track it. Do you come home ready to relax after a hard day's work and find that your bookkeeping demands your time? Truth be told, you can't give it your full energy or focus. It just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. It's costing you good decision-making and your peace of mind. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a bookkeeping solution to landscapers that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying no. No to new clients or skipping dinner with your family and friends, all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished. Let us take care of your green so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. You've heard Caleb and Brittany Allman talking about the Hardscape Academy, but have you checked it out for yourself? The HardscapeAcademy.com is the place to get the skills and training you and your crew need to excel as a professional hardscaper. You'll learn all the techniques and best practices to properly install pavers and retaining walls. You'll have access to online video training courses, in-person apprenticeships, comprehensive guides, and customizable business forms. Plus, there are two free courses which cover everything slab, from initial planning to final installation, and again, those are absolutely free. If you're serious about mastering your skills, abilities, efficiency, and bottom line, the hardscapeacademy.com is for you, and that link is in today's show notes. Welcome back to the Green Industry Podcast, and now with the rest of the story, here's Paul Jamison. <laughs> 
I'm uh, taking notes on these segues. I was a smooth operator. You know, I think one of the um, the benchmarks or maybe a ritual might be a good... For example, in, in Brian's podcast, he always talks about taking a sip of water. You know, that's turned into a ritual. In your program, just having these really crappy segues is just... It's your ritual. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just your shtick. So, so I like the fact that, that segues uh, are awkward on your show. So don't forget all the emails I've sent you and the, the notes and all of that. You just... Just be yourself, man. Just okay. be yourself. So Brian walks into the kitchen and he sees, because before him and Liz ever got married, he was all into measurable goals. He, he started seeing traction working in his life doing that. So he sees the family goals and dreams ripped up and thrown on the floor. And as a man, I mean, he just feels like a failure. He feels just bad. And so he picks up the dreams, puts them into a Ziploc baggie, and 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 um, puts it back onto the refrigerator, and so the whole chapter is them sharing the story of going from that low point in their life, that valley, and then rolling up their sleeve and saying, "We're going to work diligently, mm-hmm. and we're going to work hard." They worked on two businesses: Brian's Lawn Maintenance out there cutting grass, making cash, and then Brian's media company with the YouTube videos, the podcast, all that content. And they went, they just put their head down and they went to work because he's like, here's the solution. We need to make more money in order to make more money. We got to work harder and smarter. And so they went to work, made a gob of a gob in his terms, and then they paid off the debts one by one by one by one. And the reason they started crying so much on the show, and I wrote about it in the chapter, the diligent shall prosper is because I think it was that week or a couple weeks before that. They, they just closed on their dream property. And that goal that was uh, ripped up was now reality in their life. And it was just, um, you know, they accomplished the goal because of the diligence. And so that's a chapter in the book, The Diligent Shall Prosper. So, yeah, you, you, you got to have the diligence. Then when you have the diligence, you have the fruit of your labor, the financial success. And that's when Andy Mulder chapter comes into play is that's not the end of the game, just having a fat bank account or money, but it's actually, that is then to serve the relationships in life. So, you know, if there's any errors in the book, we can blame Mr. Producer since, uh, Paul hired me to be his editor, uh, for this book. But so that means I've, I've re- read the, the entire book. And one of the thoughts, uh, Paul, that really struck me, um, especially after hearing Brian Fullerton on his podcast, oh, several days ago, talking about the passing of his father, his father, you know, I believe died when he was 16 years old. And he was making the comment that a lot of things that people know their father has taught them and that he did not get the advantage of learning maybe everything that a, that a father would over the course of time, you know, have taught his son. And as I read the book, my thought was, you know, there's going to be a lot of guys getting into the the lawn care landscaping business that know they've got energy and drive and they love being outside, breathing fresh air and getting sunshine, but they may not have the, the business acumen. They may not have all of the the things necessary to be diligent uh, in business. And so I, I just feel as if you're providing some fatherly advice as somebody who's now what, your mid thirties? Yes, sir. Uh, your mid thirties, sir. <laughs> I guess that means I'm old, but uh, I, I really think that's sort of the, the foundation that you're you're providing for these guys 
How do you see that uh, maybe helping somebody who's 18, 19, 22, that's just gung-ho for business, but doesn't know everything they need to know? Right. Well, we say on the podcast a lot that we want our ceiling to be other people's floor, which means we're Andy Mulder, Caleb Allman, Brian Fullerton. These are just a few of the folks that I highlight in the book. Troy Clogg, he's been doing this for 40 years. They're sharing with us their secrets, and I'm actually behind the scenes taking notes, observing what they're doing well. Their uh, ceiling can be our floor. We can learn from their mistakes and their successes. And so I think the book is, if you're 18, 19, 20 years old, I mean, you got to digest information like this and learn what are they doing well, because that way you can expedite the growth of your business. You, you don't have to make the same mistakes that I did, that Caleb Allman did. You can just kind of launch a, a lot faster and not have to uh, have the setbacks and the delays that we had. And so I definitely think the information in this book, 18, 19, 20 years old, I would do anything to go back and get to mm-hmm. have a mulligan on life because I made so many uh, poor decisions because I was not informed. I was not educated. I just kind of was willy nilly with my decision. And I actually wrote a chapter about Mitchell Gordy about that being informed before you make a decision, really uh, calculate okay, I'm going to make a decision. What's the consequence of this decision long-term and, and really compare all your options. And so, man, you got is that, me. is that the concept behind the chapter standing on the shoulders of giants? Is that sort of what you're communicating there that you're, you're having, you know, th- this book is providing the opportunity to, to really stand on the foundation that others have built and that information that they've provided so that you're just a leg up in, in the game. Absolutely. Isaac Newton was the one that actually coined that. He's going Isaac Newton on me. I did not have that on my bingo card today. Yeah. Well, he's a physicist from, I think the 1800s. I've been hanging out with <laughs> Dr. Frank. So by the way, by the way, never schedule me to appear on an episode after uh, Frank, because I just, I mean, he, the man's just, at a, he's at a stratospheric level that, uh, uh he, he's humble, my. but he'll say, he'll say things to me. Sometimes I'll ask him a question. He's like, he, he won't even waste his time trying to explain it. You, <laughs> you won't understand. I, I gotta keep it basic with you, but he's, he's a big Isaac Newton fan. And, and he shared with me how Isaac Newton had so many breakthrough developments and technology and, and he, he was so innovative but he was so humble because he was standing on the shoulders of others. And I think in business as an entrepreneur, we never want to be that guy that thinks we know it all. But when we can actually stand on the shoulders, and what I mean by shoulder is that strong foundation of those who have time-tested principles that are working. How has Kohler been in business since the 1800s? Mm-hmm. Toro since the 1920s. Echo since the 1970s or whenever it was. And and they have lasting success. What are they doing well? How can we emulate that? What did Troy Clogg do well that his employees actually want to work there? Because the labor crisis, everyone's saying the opposite. And so uh, their shoulders are are strong foundations that kind of can be our floor or, or our starting point. So. I just like the fact that you took the time to look at all the material. You've done what, over 500 podcasts now? Yes. So at, at, you know, 
at 30 minutes of podcast uh, average. That's what, you know, over 250 hours of, of content, maybe even more, especially when you throw in the three-hour episodes with Keith Kalfas uh, late, late at night. You could, listening friend, listen to every single episode, and we hope that eventually you will. But what Paul has done is gone through all of these episodes as somebody who was there doing the interview, conducting the interview, putting it into a paperback format, distilling down some of the concepts, bringing forward uh, the ones that are the most powerful, that are actionable things that you can begin to implement right away in your business. And so if you got 250 hours, uh, knock yourself out. If you want to go over to amazon.com and pick up a copy of the book. Tell me again the title so that we get this locked in because I really wanted the the book to be called Cut That Grass and Keep That Cash. That that was what I came up with, but Paul, you know, nixed that and went with Best Business Practices for Landscapers. And maybe we'll do a future book uh, with that title. One thing I want to add to the 250 hours of binging on the podcast, even if you do that, we encourage you to do that, you still won't have the full picture that I've been blessed to have because when I go to Kohler or Toro or Echo, I'm there for a couple days or in some cases, multiple Mm. hours. The interview is only 30 minutes. I see. But I'm learning, I'm observing, I'm taking notes my entire time because I try to do as many in-person interviews as possible. That's why I came up to your bunker today because it just sounds better than doing it over the phone. So when I go to a Troy Cloggs or an Alex Kirby trifecta landscaping in person, I'm chatting with Andy Mulder in person, there's countless hours off air that we're talking shop as well that I'm personally like a sponge just learning from these guys. And so that uh, nugget that I've been able to take from each of these successful folks mixed with the 500 plus episodes is the book. And, and I try to make it as concise as possible with the principles that personally are stretching me. Each, each chapter is kind of like, a. as I was writing it, I was just like, I can improve this area. I can improve that area. Like it was, it was convicting. Uh, it was a totally different writing process versus my first book. Cause the first book was just stories of my life. This book was more like, I want to get from here to there. They're there. Here's how I get from here to there. And, and it was motivating the me to, to get it together. No, that's good, Paul. Of course, you're tuned in today to the Green Industry Podcast. You know, that's probably just a radio habit of mine that people are just happening to, to tune in and we have to remind them, you know that you're listening to the Green Industry Podcast. I'm Mr. Producer and, of course, Paul Jameson uh, hanging out with us today. I loved uh, the stories in the book about being a caddy and uh, I can tell by your tan that your pool game is really good right now. How's your golf game these days? Next Thursday, I'm playing uh, with my buddy, Dr. Kim. So I'm really looking forward to that. I got to go out and get a new driver because the current driver has got a regular shaft and I swing too hard. So I got to get a stiff shaft, maybe like 8.5. I was interviewing Pete Denny Mm. and he was saying he used to be a long drive contest guy. And he, you know, he hit like a 400 yard drive and he was telling me about his driver. So I was like, I got to get one of those. So I have done something that probably you and Pete have never done. What's that? I hit two holes in one on one day as a 14 year old. And so here's the story. I call up the local newspaper. Now, I didn't hit a hole in one. I just wanted my name in the newspaper. 
So in, in, in my hometown, we had a uh, morning paper and an afternoon paper. So I call up what the, you know, let's just say it was the morning paper first. And Hey, I uh, wanted to let you guys know that uh, I had a hole in one today out on the municipal golf course. You know, it was, it was hole seven. And then they started asking me questions. Uh, well, what uh, driver or what club did you use? So I had to invent something real quick. And then this question caught me off guard. Who are the witnesses? So I named three of my friends. And then I hung up the phone uh, with them, called the other newspaper, <laughs> got the sports desk, uh, repeated the same story, you know, that, you know, in fact, I think I even picked a different hole at, at the municipal, <laughs> you know, golf course. Well, here's, here's what's wild. Not the fact that, that I lied about having holes in one, but because I had mentioned one of my friend's names in the newspaper, his father read the next day that he had been out golfing with me and his father blistered his rear end. So when he came home and said, where were you today, son? Uh, I was at school. No, you weren't. You were out at the golf course <laughs> because it's in the newspaper. You know, this, this kid's, this kid's 14, 15 years old and he gets his, he gets his butt blistered, you know, and, uh, everybody was coming up to my father at work and patting him on the back saying, way to go, man. Your son's pretty amazing. Pretty awesome. So I, I don't know why I share that story. That's just my golf story. Uh, did, did you ever have any good ones in, in your caddying days? Incredible. This, uh, this is a real story. <laughs> I'm, I'm caddying yeah. behind this group. So there's a whole four, there's a part four, it's Congress Lake Country Club, Hartville, Ohio. I think it's hole five. It says par three up the hill. And it always gets backed up. So our group, we just finished the par four, the green, and now we have to wait because the group in front of us is teeing off on the par three. It ain't going to take them long, but we have to wait for them to go. So I forget if it was the father or the son who went first, but I think it was the son. He hits it up there. I was like, oh, it's a pretty good shot. Next thing you know, it spins and it goes in the hole. He gets a hole in one. Everyone's going crazy. You know, they, these guys smoke cigars and mm -hmm. it's like a party. It's a, as a caddy, you want the round to go fast. You can go, go on with your day. These guys like a 20 minute celebration. You got to smoke a cigar and <laughs> all this stuff. So after the celebration and all this, uh, the, the opposite, I think the son went first and then the father next shot. Now this is 20 minutes later after everyone's going crazy. Father gets up, hits us. Like, That's a pretty good shot. It goes in the hole. And this, this is, this is a true story. I, I witnessed this back to back hole in ones. And I'm, cause I, I mean, it was, it was incredible. It, it was, uh, it, for those of you who golf, you can go a whole career golfing and never get a mm -hmm. hole in one. And to watch back to back hole in ones, it was beyond crazy. That is wild. I hope you've enjoyed uh, today's podcast. Come back for part two uh, of our interview uh, tomorrow. We're going to hit some topics uh, revolving around relational intelligence. Maybe, <laughs> even, maybe, maybe even a story just about intelligence. Uh, your, your, your friend Kevin, uh, that, uh, yeah, that's quite a story. So that's our little tease for tomorrow's edition of the Green Industry Podcast. Anybody we need to thank before we uh, wrap it up? Absolutely. Thank you to Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, the Hardscape Academy, GPS Track It, and our friends at Jobber. And uh, if you do what you always do, put them in the show notes, Mr. Producer. I will do that. I'll also put a link in the show notes to where you can buy the book. So we'll, we'll have the uh, the Amazon link. Best 
Business Practices for Landscapers by best-selling author Paul Jamison. I hope you'll pick up a copy today. Uh, pick up a couple of copies if you've enjoyed the podcast and just want to bless Paul for the effort of bringing you uh, the podcast uh, each and every day. Pick up a couple of copies. Maybe if you've got a crew, get everybody on your crew. I think that's a real benefit. You want to elevate their game, uh, get a copy of the book for them, and uh, we'll see you on tomorrow's show. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production. When you drive the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See JDPower.com slash awards for 2022 details.